What's up, buddies? Kid Carson here, broadcasting live from the Paradox Hotel. Well, we're not live. We're recording this episode from the lobby of the Paradox Hotel in downtown Vancouver. Beautiful, amazing people work here. The management's amazing. I love this spot. Um, this is the place you want to support in Vancouver. You know what I'm talking about. You know, when you just meet the right people, you want to support those people. So here we are at the Paradox Hotel. Swing by the corner of the lobby. And you'll see me here. I'm sitting here most times, just sort of chatting away with people. All right, so listen, um, you know, maybe you know who I am. Maybe you don't. Maybe you subscribe. Maybe you don't. Maybe someone forwarded this to you. Um, I am a radio host who was fired for speaking out against the mandates that the mainstream media was pushing a couple of years ago. I hosted a, a primetime morning show on the radio here in Vancouver. And, you know, the biggest hardest part of my previous radio gig was having to sit in the radio booth and listen to the commercials on air that were promoting the parents take their kids to go get the experimental medicine. These commercials aired over and over and over. And I just sat there listening to them. And um, uh, as a parent, you know, I got a, I got a bunch of kids. (laughs) It just felt, it felt gross. It just felt like brainwashing. And it was, it was brainwashing. Today's, interview shines light on how susceptible we really are, our tender little human brains, how we're susceptible to the brainwashing. And as smart and as accomplished as many of us are, um, our brains just, they seem to be as hackable as a computer. And we don't even realize it. So we got this guy on the show today. He's kind of a big deal. Jason Kristoff. He's been revolutionizing health and personal development in over 35 countries for decades. You've probably heard about him. If you haven't, uh, you're in for a treat. This guy's really smart. He knows what he's talking about. He hosts in-depth courses on detoxification and disease prevention. He talks about psychological wellness, brainwashing, and of course, societal compliance. So today we dive into how some of your friends and your family may have been brainwashed into adopting certain behaviors and attitudes, and then ultimately taking a certain medicine. So let's dive into it. This is a great episode. I hope this is the first of many conversations with Jason Kristoff. But real quick, if you're following me on Instagram, you know I have discovered the importance of gold and silver. A lot of my heroes and mentors have been chirping in my ear about a potential dollar crash. It's it's a thing. You got to have it on your radar. Um, so what I would recommend is you go to my Instagram bio. In there, there's a link where you can sign up for our next Zoom. We usually host them on Wednesdays, helping to educate you on the importance of gold and silver. The BRICS nations are leaving the American dollar. The American dollar is not backed by gold. Uh, hasn't been since the 70s. This new currency they're starting in the BRICS nations, it is backed by gold. Central banks are hoarding massive amounts of gold like never before. They're not talking about it in the mainstream media for obvious reasons. So listen, if you are, feel like you're lost and behind, Get on the next Zoom so we can fill you in. And if you are already on the gold thing, you're going to be really excited to hear about a new option, something else, another tool for your tool belt on how to buy gold. So more details on the next Zoom. Again, go to my bio that will uh, help you sign up for the next Zoom call. What's up, man? How are you? Good yourself? I'm good. I often feel like I need to install literal seatbelts in my booth. So that, you know, when I sit down and talk to people like you, I just literally strap myself in and just be ready for it. That would actually be a fun gag. I'll go um, easy on you today, kid. If the, your viewers don't know me, it's probably best to keep it straight down, straight down the plate today. And we'll just, you know, walk around issues and discuss issues in general terms. Nothing so specific that it uh, creates any kind of fear and retraction in the viewership. What I really appreciate about what you're talking about is, you know, we all have people that we were very close to that sort of took everything hook, line, and sinker. And some of these people are so incredibly intelligent and accomplished. And there's such a uh, an element of disappointment in some people that I had such high regard for who took it all. So when you talk about compliance and the brainwashing stuff and how we are manipulated, um, it does bring out a real strong sense of empathy for people. So where do we start, man? Well, I, I, I was an exercise and a nutrition coach out of the Czech Institute in uh, San Diego. 
And that's by Paul Check. He's one of the number one health gurus in the world. So I would start getting a lot of money from my clients to help them with their exercise and help them with their nutrition. And I found some things weird were going on. If someone had paid me to help them lose 50 pounds or even 30 or even 20, they would get really afraid when they lost 10. I found it was around this magic double digit number. And they would scurry back. I couldn't, I couldn't get them to their goal. So I felt really disappointed in myself and taking their money. Sort of, I can't get them there. They're getting, they're disappointed. They're out at their dinner dates and they're not accomplishing the goals. It makes, it makes us both look sort of bad. So I phoned the Czech Institute and I said, you know, what's up with my clients? <laughs> I have all the knowledge and they said, well, there's these uh, particular part of the brain called the subconscious mind. It decides our behavior for us based on the most repetitive content in their environment. So the most repetitive content in their environment would be marking health as dangerous. So there, it, there's part of this part of the brain goes and assesses the repetitive content of our environment to sort of pseudo assess what the bigger herd is saying, thinking, or doing. And we all know the, our environment that we live in today, the most repetitive content is, you know, it's, it's not healthy. And I said, well, that's really interesting. When I went out and paid all this money, <laughs> you did, why didn't you tell me all that? And they said, well, you didn't get, there's a couple more levels you didn't get to. And I said, oh, okay. So could you give me some books to read on that? So I started to read the books on this and started to understand this invisible part of the brain that controls our behavior outside our conscious awareness. And I started to literally mind control and brainwash my clients to show up on their own, keep going and lose the 20 or 30 or 50 pounds without me being there like and whipping them into shape. And it was the only thing that worked. So I quit being an exercise and nutrition coach. I still do it, but I do it on the back end. What we address first, I have a very long questionnaire for my clients. I mean, I run a school now. I, could, I don't do it one-on-one. -on -one. I have an international uh, overcoming self-sabotage coaching school. All of us have questionnaires to assess our client, to find you know, to find the behaviors that are holding them back and then trace those behaviors that are making them trim their tall poppy, trace it back to the most repetitive impacts in their childhood, explain how the repetitive content really dominates what they're going to do in this society, and then reprogram them, show them how to use this invisible part of the mind to reprogram to something better. And this part of the mind is like your heart rate. So there are people out there that know there are things in your body you can't control. So this is something the average person can understand. They don't control their heart rate. They don't control, the female doesn't control their menstrual cycle. You don't control your hair growing. You don't control the cut healing. So there's all these invisible processes always going on and the foundation behind them, the primary program is to keep you alive. Our behavior is in that category, the majority of it, at least 90%. So the invisible assessment of your environment for this repetitive content is outside your conscious awareness. But again, it's based on you trying to survive. It's really trying to say, what herd am I in? And are you in like an overweight herd? Or are you in a smoking herd? vaping herd, drunk herd, maybe the Montreal Canadian herd. It's just looking for the most repetitive content to say, okay, this is the herd we're in. And if you mimic and copy and emulate and mirror sort of the list that this part of the brain is always writing down, you'll be safer and that helps you survive. And I'll give you some, some real examples, especially out on the West Coast. There's a professor out of uh, Santa Clara University. His name is Dr. Jerry Croth. And you can look him up on the internet. And he's got this great presentation called Propaganda and Something. I can't remember. But 
He recounts that in 2001, there was a movie called Gone in 60 Seconds. And it was a movie about car theft. And the plot was pretty Hollywoodish. Nick Cage was a retired car thief. There's a local thug that was going to kill Nicolas Cage's brother. Unless Nicolas Cage came out of retirement and stole 100 cars in one night. So if you study psychology, the movie, when you go sit in the movie, this part of the brain doesn't know the difference between real life, screen time, and imagined thought. It just thinks it's one big environmental assessment. Mm. So in the movie, Gone in 60 Seconds, it, there was a lot of repetitive content about car theft. And when that movie opened in Burnaby, BC, Canada, well, very close to you, car theft went up 70% in the first four days. And what happens? This is all invisible. Crazy. That's so crazy. It, Right. Now, the people who rule us is, you know, a lot of people like my explanations about them will, will, will ease into that slowly and in a very general way. But they have a saying, what's on the screen at noon will be on the street at night. Whatever we want the slave class doing and thinking and participating in, we simply have to make it repetitive in their environment. And they've shown you only need two repetitive imprints to change someone's behavior, to access this part of the brain and make it believe that it's safer to mimic, copy, and emulate that particular behavior. And there's many different, I mean, if you were to ask the people in the theater, right, kid, before they went in, do you think watching a movie about car theft could make you steal a car? They would say absolutely not, but that's that goes to the advantage of the mind control expert. When you mm -hmm. think you're you're too smart to be mind controlled, that makes you more prone to be mind controlled. There was a Netflix show show called The Queen's Gamut, and it was a lot of repetitive content about playing chess. Uh, some other repetitive content, which this group likes to flood right. your subconscious pathway with. Uh, pill popping and uh, alcoholism and chess sales went up, uh, I think it was like 8,000% on Amazon after this was released in a very short amount of time. So not only can you control the behaviors, thoughts, and ideas of the screen watchers, you can position yourself financially before something comes out on a repetitive basis to like open, um, you're going to sell chess boards or you're going to, um, I don't know, uh, chase down car thieves <laughs> or whatever you want to position yourself economically before these things come out. And even something like Fast and the Furious, when it came out, I mean, I'm 53 years old. And when it came out, I mean, I don't know how many Honda Civics got the big mufflers. There was lights under the car. You could hear drag racing all night. Then Tokyo Drift came out and there's people drifting around the traffic circle. We mm. copy what we see. We are literal animals that need to interact with our environment in order to survive in this subconscious mind pathway uh, recording mechanism of repetitive content is what drives our behavior. I'll give you one more example that's quite shocking. Now, I will send you this right after we talk. You can put it in if there's a show notes section. And this is all based on group pressure. So there is a mind control expert in the UK called Darren Brown. And he's really good. He is one of the best I, I've seen. But there are other people in this category. Now, sometimes he has these big shows to display how good he is. And he loves it because he's fantastic. <laughs> and each successive show, it gets more wild. So he pre-screened four people. And it was a very large production. You couldn't have this sort of production without being Darren Brown because there's millions of dollars involved here. There's probably a hundred actors and they're setting up a very, very particular scenario. It's a very complex scenario, but it ends on the roof of a building. Now, the name of the show is called The Push. Now, there's a reason it's called The Push. 
So all the psychological manipulation tactics I'm, that I'm sort of famous for explaining, they're all interwoven into say two hours of hardcore mind control and group pressure application to this one victim. So there's one victim or one mark and maybe a hundred actors. It ends on the roof where there's an old man on the side of the building, say a 15 foot building and the group pressure is mounting and you will see the group pressure mounting. I found it more nerve wracking to watch this as someone who does the research I do than watch the worst uh, scary movie I've ever seen. And you can see them, what they're doing, they're pressuring, the group pressure is at an all-time high. Now, group pressure is based on herd behavior, going with the bigger herd, fitting in with the bigger herd. It's the same neurology that I just described earlier. Like there's a safety mechanism, be one with the herd, go along to get along, be a people pleaser, and you'll be safer. That old man, regardless of the narrative of how he got out there on the side of the building, he's out on the side of the building. He's a stunt man. He's harnessed because the group is all around this poor victim who's being placed under this immense group pressure, psychological manipulation. And they say, you have to watch it. They say, go push him off and all the pressure goes away. <laughs> go kill him. They're, and wow. they are recording it the whole time. Three out of four people killed the old man right on camera. Wow. Right. What's so this called they, again? It's called The Push, and I will sh I'll, I'll okay. send you a free version. It is very hard to find these days because if you watch it, you will automatically start understanding the very simple group pressure tactics that the, you know, the media and the government applied against the population. I just, I mean, I just got back from the European Parliament in Brussels, Belgium, to give a talk to the Parliament on these very tactics that were used against the public during the COVID operation. So the empathy is the average person, all this sort of compliance neurology comes as standard equipment on the human body. And if you don't know how these experts in mind control and behavior modification and uh, brainwashing, if you don't know even the simple techniques, you won't know when you're drowning in it. Because if someone's applying these things to you, they're trying to manipulate you to do something yourself so that they can get the result they intend, but you do it to yourself. So le legally, like, let's say uh, the new medicine that came out and everybody was supposed to wait in line and push it under their skin. Now, if they came to your house and held you down, that's illegal. It's still illegal. They cannot. That's why they didn't. Because you don't, the legal system for this group has to stay intact to sort of protect themselves. But you don't need to do it by force if you can apply the group pressure, the compliance uh, mechanisms that I'm talking about. Now, if you go out and hurt yourself, if you go out and remove yourself and like really put yourself into the graveyard, or you do something to your children based on being tricked to do it using psychological manipulation tactics, there is no legal avenue for you to sue. No one goes to jail when you do it to yourself. No one goes to jail when you do it to your own kids. Now, in the United States, it was actually illegal up until 19, or was it in the 2000s? It was Barack Obama that reversed that law. It was illegal for propaganda, brainwashing, and mind control and behavior modification tactics to be used against the American public by the American government. And Barack Obama changed that law in the National Defense Act. So these that things, alone, national authorization, most, what's that? Just that alone is the most insane thing that the sitting president that people really cheered for hardcore. So my friends actually at the time flew to Washington to watch him be sworn in it was like a major moment 
Um, and before I was a little more awake than I am now, it was, it was a big deal. It's first black president. You get caught up in the emotion of it. You're very excited. The fact that he reversed the law that stopped the government from using propaganda against, against its own citizens. That's a, that alone, such a massive, uh, bombshell. It's called the national defense authorization act where he reversed it. Now you did mention emotion. The, the emotion of it, going to see the first black president. The emotional part of the brain is the opposite of the logical and rational part. So when, when they want to upregulate, like 80% of mind control is repetition because of the subconscious mind pathway and its constant assessment of the most repetitive content but they will also emotionally infuse, infuse you so you don't have access to the checks and balances of what's called in the prefrontal cortex, which is just behind the forehead, which is like the CEO of the neurological system, it's supposed to sort of check our behavior. So once you inject a lot of emotionality into a situation, you lose access to the part of the mind that could potentially recognize that you're being psychologically manipulated. Mm. And that's also why they have the emojis on a lot of your reactions, these reactions, so that you get used to having emotional reactions instead of thinking. And you also get conditioned psychologically to be lazy and not think it out or write it out or talk it out. So they're very clever. All of these sort of tactics work like the pieces of a watch. Like there's 150 pieces in the average watch and they all work together to accomplish one goal, which is tell the time. So everything from the emoticons and you're giving a thumbs up, it's a lazy conditioning that actually inhibits blood flow to the prefrontal cortex. And then if you become only emotionally driven or emotionally triggered, you lose access to the highest IQ parts of your own uh, brain structure, which makes you easier to mind control. So basically this group, there's mind control and then there's ways to upregulate it. This is their only two weapons, mind control, and ways to upregulate it. Poisoning you uh, cause, causes what's called stress fatigue. It's like they call stress fatigue is a term from marine engineering about part of a boat in a, in a storm that you know the steel can hack it, hack the waves up until it. But it actually, if you keep taking the big waves over the bow, the bow can weaken. The steel can look the same, but it's actually much weaker and prone to cracking. So everything they do is about stress fatigue just to make sure we can they can get a couple more percentage points of compliance inside the collective. Because you can mind control most people with repetition alone, but if you in inject them with fear, you get a couple more percentage points complying. If you um, poison them, and this is why the gyms were closed, because gyms build strength instead of having the stress fatigue on, on your body. And then that's why the donut shops were open, the, the marijuana shops, the bottle shops. It was, these things all work together in unison. Like it's one thing for a strong human to be bombarded with repetitive content to the point where the subconscious will say, yeah, you better go over here and do what you're told. But if that person's drinking beer or smoking marijuana uh, or, you know, in Vancouver now, I guess, fentanyl, heroin, and cocaine. Um, and this is why they're legalizing these drugs because it increases overall compliance in the population that's under the stress fatigue. Wow. My God. A couple of things there. It's very interesting. I first really became aware of the the idea of sort of going with the flow of the crowd when we had our big hockey riot I forget what year that was when the Canucks didn't win the Stanley Cup, and was it two thousand? Yeah. What year that was? It was yeah, Pablo it was a Burry huge. And the boys, yeah, and they were tipping over cop cars and lighting them on fire, and it was just insane. Um, but one of my very close friends went along with this. Like people had smashed in the the, the windows of um, the big Bay department store, and people just rushed in and were grabbing things. And he he went in. He didn't tell me till months later. 
when we were out one night having a couple of drinks and he's like, yeah, I ran and I grabbed a pair of jeans. I'm like, why, why would you do that? This guy's like pretty good citizen, good, smart, smart dude. And he's like, I don't even know. He's like, I didn't even check the side. I didn't even grab a pair of jeans that would fit me. I just went in. I got caught up emotionally, ran in, grabbed a pair of jeans with hundreds or, you know, with other people and, uh, and left. And, uh, he had to check himself. He's like, I don't even know why I did that. But the idea of, I guess, the herd mentality just overcame him. It's worse than that because the herd mentality is one thing, but it's shown that he would have been showing loyalty to the bigger group so he wouldn't be attacked. Oh, wow. Right. So wow. this is why, you know, people who went with one decision in late 2020 in early 2021 to wait in line for the new medicine, they started stancing up and attacking people not in the herd because what they want to do is gain hierarchy in the medical herd. And the way to gain hierarchy in any herd is to attack non-believers. And this is inside our neurology. So if he would have backed out and said, look, you guys go break the windows. I, I don't think this is moral, ethical or right. He's marking himself as not with the group, therefore leaving himself to attack because the subconscious is in everybody. And if you're not with us, like George Bush's famous propaganda line, if you're not with us, you're against us. You know, mm -hmm. you're if you're not with us, you're with the terrorists. So he literally his own neurology said, participate to show conformity with the herd so that the tribesmen in the theft herd do not attack you for not participating. Because because if you mark yourself as not in the group, they can actually get higher, higher like a greater uh, hierarchy level by physically attacking you in the riot. Wow, because you're not, you're, you're disloyal. You're disloyal, that, that's right, that's right. Especially with guys too is, um. We are so, I don't know, it's in our DNA, that, that idea of loyalty, like being a, being a soldier or a warrior and protecting your, your village, like that loyalty is so important that, right. um, yeah, go ahead. No, no, I just, I'm just rambling. <laughs> yeah. I, I, sorry, kids, sorry to it's, just, you. it's all, but everything it, you're saying is just slowly digesting into my head. I'm amazed. It's, but we, it's wild. that again, with the empathy for the people. This is why we had so many people like just stancing up and getting aggressive with someone who wasn't in their herd. You don't want to take the new medicine and you, you, you know, you're stupid and you're anti-science and uh, you're, you know, you're hurting someone's grandmother. You know, Howard Stern said, we got to round up these people. Gene Simmons said, these are the enemy. Um, you can see no one is immune from, the psychological manipulation and no one's born divisive like this or sort of ignorant like this. We go through our own school systems and this is mysteriously absent about the subconscious mind pathway, which is an invisible assessment tool based on loving you. Like it's the greatest love story ever told. It's like you have a secondary partner with you at all time, assessing your environment, looking for repetitive content in the attempt to make you bond with the bigger herd to be safe uh, to be safer no one teaches us anything like this and then we end up being suckers for the system the people ruling us have been working this horse and pony show since history has been written and and beyond if you want to know how old this group is and again, they use mind control in various ways to upregulate up it. You can go listen to date or watch David Whitehead's documentary called Cult of the Medics. Yes. And it's a very good expose of how old this group is. And this is why everything's also poisonous. I mean, your Teflon pan, um, if you want to know how poisonous Teflon is, go to YouTube and look up the devil we know about the Teflon plant in the United States and how toxic Teflon is and who blew the whistle on it. But we could be saying it's baby aspirin or we could be saying uh, Axe body spray or we could it could be just Tylenol or Motrin or Advil. There's actually something called bisphenol A that 
sometimes lines the inner lining of a takeout coffee cup and it's shown to castrate frogs and and give them sexual confusion this is why everything is toxic because the more intoxicated i can make the public on the general level they you just get a couple more percentage points of compliance when you apply the repetitive programming to them this is this is why we're drowning in toxins wow so the group think the idea of going with the group that makes sense the emotional thing really makes sense um like the commercials of the kid running in slow motion to hug grandma to encourage you to go get the medicine and like the emotional of I want to be a good person and that whole thing. Then you've got the, the toxins that are actually, can you explain that again? That the, the toxins are sort of breaking down our ability. Well, to... well basically uh, I'll tell you why the toxins give you like low, high, higher compliance. Yeah. When you're toxic, you have a fight or flight, you know, fight, flight, freeze or fawn system. Hmm. And that is activated when, your life span is jeopardized. So the average person says, oh, I've heard of that before. I know about this. I know about the fight or flight. If I'm getting mugged or there's like a pit bull chasing me, yeah, I understand. But what they don't understand is that there's one fight or flight system. And whether you do cocaine or take an Advil or Tylenol or you cook on a Teflon pan or eat microwave food, it's shown that you have the same reaction. Your body is terrified of the poisons because it's classifies as the same definition. It's a threat to your lifespan. And when you are getting chased by a pit bull, your prefrontal cortex shuts off because it's a love and compassionate, deep thinking part of the brain. Now, when it, it could be someone in your house with a knife that you're in the house, the mugger's in your house, you got a knife, thoughts of compassion and thinking things out rationally and logically, probably going to get you killed. There are no mistakes in your defense mechanisms. So when your life is under threat, your prefrontal cortex, the CEO of your mind, the, the part of the mind that will have love in it, compassion and empathy, the body's like, it would be stupid to keep this running. We're going to fall back to the, to the limbic system, which is the fight, flight, or freeze system. It is low IQ, childlike IQ levels. I'm not too sure if you've noticed the, the actions of most adults today. It has no ability to think about long-term consequences. Because if you did have the ability to think about long-term consequences, you'd probably not engage with the mugger. You wouldn't protect your kid. You'd be like, ah, I don't know. And like one split second, you're dead, they're dead. Mm -hmm. So this system is a reaction system and it's based on emotions. It's the quickest way to get you out of trouble. It's also the quickest way to get you into trouble because when you don't think, if you are in a reactive system, which is the limbic system and your logic and rational system is shut down in the prefrontal cortex, well, then you're going to be reactive and you have no ability to think about long-term consequences. So you're at, so this is why poison makes you more compliant because it activates your limbic system and has no ability to judge long-term consequences and it's reactive. It doesn't analyze the situation. Wow. Does that make That's sense? Insane. Yeah, that makes sense. So fluoride in your toothpaste, uh, you know, Jergens lotion full of its poison, uh, your laundry soap. And they're, they just they just have taken over. This group has taken over through, of course, the famous companies, not to, you know, mention them too much, BlackRock, Vanguard, and uh, I think it's called Smart Street or something like that. Yeah. They've over time have infiltrated these companies and just said, make it all poison, add more poisons to your products, spray more pesticide on the food, add more preservatives to your beer, add this toxin here, add that toxin there so that they can completely control the stress fatigued, 
limbically driven, you know, the fight or flight, people are in fight or flight all the time. That's why they're so violent. And I'll, here's the jaw dropper for anybody who doesn't know me. The most effective mind control substance ever tested is coffee. Whoa. Right. Because killing it's, me here. right. Exactly. Because it makes the person your body does not like the caffeine. Caffeine is what's known as an alkaloid poison. Now, the reason it's known for alkaloid poison, it's not only the coffee plant that produces caffeine. There's many, many other plants, tea plants, and even other plants. And this poison, the, these plants that produce the caffeinated portions of their, you know, what, you know, their leaves or their roots or their pods, they're designed to kill bugs who try to eat the pods or the seeds or the, or, or the leaves and the bugs die, right? Like a couple of munches on a coffee pod and that, that bug is dead. And if you even ask a person in pest control, you can ask them, they'll say, what's the best pesticide? A lot of them will say, look, if I can't, if the, the critters under the house, if I can't really get to them, with the regular stuff i'll just go to tim hortons and pour coffee down the hole it kills them right away no. this is oh yeah absolutely it is a super toxin now i don't expect you to believe this just because i'm saying it. so there's a book to show you how dangerous coffee is or caffeine it's called caffeine blues it's by stephen chernisky and it has its own place in my health library. It sits on a shelf by itself because it stands alone as basically a, a horror movie. It is so scary. I would read the book and I'm like, no way. Next page, no way. There's no way. It's just so bad. But when you understand who you're dealing with, and if you, again, want to know who you're dealing with, go watch Cult of the Medics by David Whitehead. This this group are the ones that originated tea time, especially for the slaves. The tea time wasn't really for the royalty, although they participate in it. It was more for the slave class. Get them on the caffeine in the morning, activate their limbic system so they can't think. The thing about caffeine is it makes the slavery feel groovy. So if you're going to enslave a population, you got to make them feel great while they're slaving away. And that's mm. why these rituals of coffee drinking in the morning before work have been repetitively woven into all Hollywood film. And when I talk, um, I mean, I have a big presentation coming up in September where I'm going to, you know, have a very big unveiling of my latest findings, but I've, I've, you can't get, through i can't get through a movie without seeing a coffee cup a coffee mug a coffee machine on the back counter or a coffee shop uh within the first 15 minutes and again repetitive content think about the gone in 60 seconds analogy what happened with gone in 60 seconds this is why so many people are drinking coffee and if you really want to know how a human feels about coffee cool it down a little bit and go to a uh, a playground and ask some 10 year olds to take a sip, they're going to tell you it doesn't taste good. And even in the movie fight club with Brad Pitt and Edward Norton, there was a Starbucks coffee cup in every single scene of fight club. Mm. And, and that's wow, when Star Starbucks started to skyrocket and get, I mean, in, it was in 1978 where Starbucks only had 36 shops. No one heard from them or about them, and they were going to go bankrupt. Well, guess who bought them? Guess. Famous man today buying everything. Bill Gates? Yeah, Bill Gates owns Starbucks. Really? That's no. why you get the air miles, and it's on, you know, down at the TD Bank, you got the Starbucks bonus points with all their sort of repetitive content in, the, in their new branches on the, move, on the TV screens behind the tellers. See, it all comes together. Why would Bill Gates be interested in caffeine? Well, he knows because he's been taught. I mean, this is what secret societies do. They're like, keep them high. Keep them distracted, keep them sick, keep them slaves. This is our playbook. 
This is how it works. Holy moly. Yeah, that's why there's coffee on every on every corner. Now, if you want to see all this in action, I'll give you a video anybody can go to right now. It's still on YouTube. You go to YouTube, you put ABC, which is the American News Channel. And you're going to put MRI, which means magnetic resonance imaging. And then you're going to put caffeine. So ABC, MRI, caffeine, and you'll see the reporter maybe 20 years ago. She's around a big MRI machine and she says, oh, let's check out how coffee affects my brain function. So she said one MRI without coffee. And then she comes out and she drinks a one eight ounce, one eight ounce cup of coffee, waits about 10 minutes, gets sucked back in the machine. And even the neurologist that is on duty for the report he's doing double takes on the MRI screen. He's like, ah, this is weird. Uh, blood flow and oxygen flow to your brains down 40%. And the lady said 40%. <laughs> and they're both dumbfounded. And then they just get cut to black. Like that probably wasn't good to show the public, but it's still up there. And in Stephen Chernisky's book, Caffeine Blues, he didn't eyeball it's 52 percent so life's tough how tough do you think it gets when you only have half the blood flow and oxygen to your brain and half the outflow for taking toxins and you know oxidants uh, out of your system well it gets pretty tough and again stress fatigue right they're they're not gonna make it obvious they're gonna make you do it to yourself it's going to be over a longer period, which is called their Fabianistic approach, which is one of their famous approaches. Fabianistic means inch by inch, boil the frogs slowly. Don't awaken them. Keep them in the illusion. Keep them sedated. Keep them sick. Keep them distracted. Keep them slaves. Push it over time and make sure you use the repetitive content for them to take themselves down and there's reasons for that, too, is traditional warfare. Your house is blown up. Your car is destroyed in the driveway. You might have had a safe, but it's all over the yard. There's nothing left of it. Your bank account, no one knows the codes. And this is traditional warfare. So this, this what, what I'm talking about here with the mind control and brainwashing, it's called fifth generation warfare. It is the application of psychological manipulation so that you literally eventually, and so slow you don't notice, you're committing suicide, financial suicide, shutting your businesses and cheering them. And, the, you know, cheering it on, you just committed financial suicide. Mm. And then if you're waiting in line for this, I mean, you can, people can, we can't talk freely about it, but it's. We can say freely now that, no, it wasn't what was advertised and it's hurting people and it's removing people. And so all these, this is what fifth generation warfare is about, is about removing the population, tricking them to remove themselves, have them remove their own children, and then coming in and saying, yeah, that's the house I want. It's not blown up. I'm just going to take it. I'm just going to take that car. I'm going to just take that pension because there's no one around to collect it anymore. So you can just sort of put it all into like, it's like a big poker table, put all the chips into one big pile. And this is what this group is famous for over millennia is, is tricking people to take themselves out. And this group just walks in and you will own nothing and be happy uh, because you know, you're not even there to defend your house. You're already gone. Mm, man, there's a video that floats around on Instagram. And I saw it actually again this morning, where it was, I guess, someone with the, one of the very first ever video cameras ever made, set it up downtown New York City. And it's just a 60 second clip of watching people walk up and down the street. And the, the question is, what do you notice in this video clip? I saw and I'm, I'm, yeah. And it's like, everyone is like dressed to the nines. Everyone looks great. Everyone's lean. No one's distracted. People are just chins up and looking around and, um, and you go, wow, what a great example of, you know, if you had to put a 
video camera downtown New York City now and, and the stark difference of slowly having a deteriorating society. Yeah, this, this group knows for the theft to be accomplished, you have to theft something. So all the engineering in the first part of the night, you know, in the 19th century, the all the social engineering, they're using the same tactics I talk about, but it's all uplifting. It's all empowering so that the wealth piles high. So, you know, you want as many people born as possible because each person will accumulate some wealth and then you start the dismantling so that mm. you can thieve every single person's wealth. Mm. Right. You cannot have anything to, to, to take and steal unless you manufacture the wealthy society to begin with. And this is why it's only the G20 nations that are under attack, because this is where the most wealth is, is in the European Union and in North America. This is why we're, we're under the boot right now. And the average person, how they can get out of this is start to understand the tactics to understand that their TV and their movie screens are documented military weapons proven to modify the behavior through repetitive access and repetitive imprinting of the subconscious mind pathway. And the average person might say, well, what did they use before the TVs then? Well, they used to use the newspaper and the radio and then the stage plays. That's why Shakespearean plays were so big. It wasn't because the people were dying for entertainment it's because the ruling group used the stage plays in the same way people use the, the same group uses the movies and the tv today is you control the repetitive messaging and eventually the people will change their behavior and before the stage productions it was the agora it was the center square. That's why all the old towns had a raised sort of center square where you could give speeches and this is where the ruling group would re control the repetitive content of the, of the talks. And they would also use these other mind control mechanisms, which is uh, blindness. I'm not too, I don't know if I could have time to explain that one. But if the ruling person was to talk, they always wanted the sun behind them. Because when, it, when eyesight is interfered with, the body realizes it can't see properly and therefore its secondary defense me mechanism in the absence of full eyesight is compliance. No, so, absolutely. It's all, yeah, there's, these are very old, old tricks is you can interfere with the, if you can interfere with the eyesight, the body proper realizes I'm pretty defenseless. Now that's okay because your body has a secondary defense mechanism, which is be friends with the enemy. Wow. Comply. Oh, Dude, this is the juice right here. Yeah. Well, wow. there's a lot more, there's a lot more secrets than that. But th this is why this is why they would move the podium. That's why the podiums were never, you know, chiseled into the square. <laughs> Because the sunset and sunrise would change over the season. So if you had a fall harvest uh, mind control session, everybody would be invited at, say, one o'clock. So everybody would be blinded. And then this is why the halo is always behind the angels and Jesus and things like this. The average person... These are the most simple techniques in the world is, is blind. And this is why when someone... Um, hypnotizes you at a hypnotist a stage hypnotist show they'll say close your eyes once your eyes are closed you're already halfway to being inducted and you're wow. highly suggestible wow this is incredible yeah so there's the public are um uh they're they're sort of at you know they are definitely at a disadvantage if they don't know this information and even training of any animal um, like you talk to a horse trainer or you talk to a dog trainer, the animals have to be separated from the group. So mm. you train horses out in the corral, especially a real sort of kicker. You're going to get them out by themselves because you, 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 ha you have to have their attention. They can have no sort of rebuttal 
or, or checked behavior from the group of horses in the barn. And the same thing with dogs. And this is why they sent us home in 2020 so that they could train us in isolation and the trainer was the TV. And all we did was look at the TV and there was no one there to give the counter narrative. And they made sure that anybody that dared have a counter narrative was squashed, not because they like squashing people, but it can break the mind control. So it had to be a single narrative. Everybody had to sing the same tune at the same time, keep them in isolation. Of course, there was nothing novel. There was nothing to be afraid of. This was all a psychological operation uh, to make people believe in something that is as real as the boogeyman in the dark closet. Wow. And then you got people uh, self-policing um each hierarchy other. like 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 I, I said they're trying to gain hierarchy in the mm. tribe that's offering the most safety and there's also another tactic called shoot a hostage like you don't want to be the next hostage that gets shot so early in the 2020 psychological operation they would grab a dissident and de-license him or de-doctor him or or right. flog him out in the open so that's called that's a psychological manipulation tactic called shooting a hostage. So they they and they did that purposely. They're like, this is what happens if you have a counter narrative. So everybody would be like, oh, they're pretty powerful. And also, when you display that kind of power that you can shoot a hostage at will without being taken to task, it triggers what's called Stockholm syndrome, which is another psychological manipulation. There was a bank robbery in, in Stockholm, Sweden in 1975, where the tellers, it went over five days, but the tellers started being sexually active and romantically involved with, with the uh, robbers in order to find safety. And what they found is that the average person with terrified will start bonding, trauma bonding with their abusers. So as soon as the government media shot a hostage, figuratively, of course, you had all this trauma bonding being triggered in the collective because we're naturally inclined to you know, buddy up with the most powerful in the tribe just so that we can survive. Wow. And it'd be clear that the people that were cozying up to the abusers were willing and wanted to like they were sort of brainwashed neurologically it's it's their own hardwiring so yeah. anybody that would sort of stands up and say you know you're a bad person you're gonna you know don't come to my house for christmas because you didn't take it that's an actual physical call out to the abuser and saying see i'm with you so protect me Right. Wow. So all these people, basically the system is for children <laughs> and the, the, the system we're trying to create outside the illusion is for adults. And this is, this is the battle that goes on to this very day. Wow. So to expand on that a little bit, what does it say about the people that didn't really go along with the narrative? I'm not They're fishing for you to say nice things about me, but like, you know, I, I do notice that I have a new circle of friends now through this whole thing. And we're sort of the, these sort of quote unquote awake people. What makes for lack of a better term, what makes this, these awake people more special, the people that, that saw through it. I would, I mean, in terms they've, they, they're not special if we were to take, take them back a thousand years ago, but they are special now in the fact that there are things called rites of passage where you psychologically mature from a child to an adult and think for yourself. And in ancient societies, the rite of passage was mandatory. It was a ritual because they knew how dangerous it was for an adult to have an adult driver's license and still act, think like a ch child. Like in Sparta, in Greece, at the age of 14, the child was ripped away from the mother. And they were always fighting because some of the children died during the ritual. But it's necessary. Pain pain and like sort of pain and crisis in psychology is the only thing that leads to maturation and what's called individuation which means i can think on my own so the 14 year old spartan boy 
was thrown outside the city for seven days. And they would have trained him before and said, okay, you got to survive on your own. You can't come back. And survive on your own means thinking on your own as a man. So fear of leaving the tribe will be removed because you are outside the tribe. It's not that scary outside the tribe if you're an adult. You're not afraid outside the tribe because you made that rite of passage. And mm. the, the, the Greek child would have had to go out and learn when am i gonna go to bed when am i gonna eat what am i gonna eat how like i gotta kill something skin it and get it ready myself i gotta make a bed up in the trees because the gray wolves were the dangerous part of the spartan forest at one time so you have this individuation this maturation process and we don't go through that today it used to be every society did that. Now, if that child in Greece ever came back and they weren't fully mature, if they failed sort of, if they had an easy time and the gray wolves were leaving them alone and someone was maybe sneaking them some food and the child came back and he's still infantilized is what they would say, still holding child traits, they would actually dress him as a female and make him go live with the women for a couple of weeks. And then if that didn't awaken him, they'd actually kill him because wow. it was that dangerous. You can't have morons <laughs> parading as adults. And that, and I'll tell you, this ancient group knows how to produce morons. No one's born moronic. We have the empathy. So the ruling group says, hey, look, it's a lot easier to rule adults that talk, think, and act like children. And this is why the repetitive content is, you know, Adam Sandler movies. Everybody's a goofball. Seinfeld. Everybody's a big, a big joker. Lots of giggles. A lot of pumped in laughter. Everybody's giggling, pushing each other into the bushes. Everything's about fun. No one's got a job. You got the Will Ferrell movies. Uh, we got Peter Griffin on The Family Guy. Homer Simpson. Everything is geared the Kevin James, the King of Queens. It's all geared toward subverting and pushing down the natural maturation and the natural individuation process that brings someone from childhood to adulthood. So anybody mm. who didn't take the bait, and there was a lot more bait than just standing in line and demanding the new medicine. There's a lot more, there's many more agendas rolling at that time. Anybody that resisted and spoke up had taken the rite of passage from child to adult and had experienced some pain when they were young and along the way decided that the pain had lessons for them to, to learn from and pain was not a goblin, it was a guardian and they learned their lessons and could figure out a con job in order to avoid similar pain in the future. Wow. So pre-2020 or pre-2019, certain people just had gone through, like you said, a painful experience and understood that it was it was safe outside the tribe, that they could survive outside the tribe. They so they learned survive without the group. <clears throat> right. Interesting. Is that the only differentiator between these people? Is that they've pretty much yeah, really, eh? Wow, that's amazing really is amazing so people who maybe had a hard time wow that's wild yeah that and, really but this wild. is bit but this is so the pain is the big maturing factor and right. you see this group this ancient group again watch cult of the medics with mike uh, michael whitehead um the david whitehead's david, david yeah. whitehead's documentary is that the pain is you know, it's always tabled by this group through their repetitive media exposures as a goblin. So you're a teacher, you're at work, you, the coffees are destroying the teachers, the alcohol on the weekend are destroying them. But that's all on purpose. This, you know, the repetitive coffee programming, the repetitive wine mum programming, they're not taking care of their health. And of course, their job, they're working for the group I'm talking about and they're controlling a lot of negative repetitive content toward the children. So they get depressed because the depression is the body's way of saying you're off the path here. So mm. here comes the pain teacher, but the society 
these group knows that if that teacher engages with the pain, sits down with the pain teacher and listens to the messages, it's over for their system of fake, this illusion, the simulacra, it collapses. So they mm. have to advertise there's something wrong with you. You got to go to the doctor. You got to visit a person in a white butcher coat. Same butcher coat is down at the grocery store. Mm. And you got to get your prescription. A script is something you read or keep reading, playing your part on the chessboard. Get your poison so that you go limbic so that your rational analysis is shut off. Again, this group only deals in propaganda, brainwashing and mind control and anything that upregulates that. Poison's upregulated. Now they say, and they also use shame and guilt. Shame and guilt is the lowest vibration ever to come out of, measured out of the human body on the terahertz level. It is wow. so low. So they say, Phyllis, it's not your job it's not your sort of empty job, your meaningless life, your toxic coffee or your toxic wine, which we've made you drink. It's you, Phyllis. You're the problem. There's something wrong with you in you only. Now, if you take this pill, you can forget all about it. And, and this is so they're saying pain isn't there to guide you. It's there to be afraid of. You got to run from the pain teacher. You got to run from doing the inner work. And that message is so prolific that if you're in pain, there's a problem, that there's a defect, that something's gone wrong with your wiring when really it's your own body trying to steer you into the light. Wow. To jump back a little bit to the um, the ritual of maturing, I have you know two young sons. I have a stepdaughter who's 18, and then I have a nine-year-old boy and a six-year-old boy. Do you, and I'm not, I'm not sure if you have kids or not. Yeah, I but, do. Yeah. Um, are they, are they past the maturing? Have they gone through that whole ritual? Metaphor? They're going, they're going. Yeah. I mean, I have a daughter. She's going through it. She's 18 and she's, I, I let her experience pain or a lot, yeah. a lot of parents like to bu bubble wrap their children. But if you bubble wrap your children, you're probably under that mind control spell that uh, pain is bad and that you're a good parent if you put the bubble wrap on them and then they end up um, impotent they can't make it on their own because they've never gone outside the city city walls in sparta so they hang around the house after graduation they're always in trouble even if they leave they're drunk they're having a hard time they can't manage their emotions properly they can't manage their money properly so it's our society has lost its way, especially with raising the children. We're supposed to be there as a home base, um, but we're yeah. supposed to let the children go out and explore the world. It is, I would have to, I said, my daughter does explore the world, but I sent her with the, the textbook, the classic Christoph textbook to let her know about this ancient group and what to look out for. Because if you get too close to their bear traps, like you're not coming back. Yeah. I'm trying to think of, as you're describing that whole Spartan uh, living outside the walls of the city, I'm thinking of my own two boys and I go, how can I recreate that in a modern way for, you know, he's only nine now, but in a few years, you know, how, how do, do you have any just personal yeah. ideas on that and how you can recreate, Absolute, recreate absolutely. Absolutely. The, yeah. the average, even the average adult today can walk this rite of passage and re-engage it without climbing Mount Kilimanjaro they just have to deal with their addictions. It'll be the hardest thing they've ever done in their life. Their coffee, their, their wine, their scrolling, their pornography addictions, um, their, their marijuana smoking, their drug addictions. If you want to do a rite of passage, that's what I do with my people. I say, come to me, I'll help you with the rite of passage. I'll give you the reprogramming tools and you'll, you, you will die. You will die and be reborn. Because the hardest thing you will ever do is give up one of these addictions where you have a hundred thousand imprints of a coffee drinker in your subconscious mind pathway because you didn't notice that was in every single scene of almost every movie you've ever seen. And the subconscious mind is hard 
already fixated that this is the safe card to play for safety, you're going to go through a major upheaval. And when you're done, you'll be so strong that stress fatigue will be fixed. You'll say no when you're supposed to say no. And you'll say yes when you're supposed to say yes. The average person today is so tricked into destroying themselves. They're so weak, not because they're born weak, but because they're weakened through the mind control and everybody's told everything's fun that they can when when they need to use a no when you, they need to say no to the government no to the media no to our misleaders they say yes because they're so weak they just feel like they have to wow i think now especially with kids with instagram and you know video games and the whole thing they're just now so into it they've, they've been born into it almost yeah and when you when people are addicted that, that's another one of their tools is they want real life to be so boring. I mean, how can your real life ever measure up to what's on the screen? I mean, even with someone who's uh, into the pornography, they'll scroll a hundred ladies of the highest caliber on the screen and they look at their condo and there's no one there. So how exactly is reality supposed to stack up to what you can get on the screen? And there's there's weird agendas that uh, are coming our way having to do with our screen addictions. And that's why they're laying down the screen addictions because they don't mm. want people, they want those goggles over people's faces, which is the next step. And then after that, it just gets more bizarre, but they want real life so boring, depressing and uh, mundane and futile that people actually crawl in Neo's pod and get hooked up to, inside the red goo. Right. I was just thinking that with the chips, with Elon's chips in the head and the whole thing, it'll just- Well, they could just pump in a trip to Greece. You could pump in your next lover. You could fly to work. You could be Boba Fett. I mean, how many guys at Comic-Con would like to crawl into the, the red goo of Neo's pod to be Boba Fett for the rest of their life? They'd love it. And they've been weakened purposely- uh, demasculinized and uh, feminized to the point where that might be their best option, but no one's born like that. They're mind controlled and tricked into that role. Wow. Man, you really know a lot about this stuff. This is the yeah. best. I feel like I've talked to you for a thousand hours. Please tell me we're going to do this again. Yeah. Anytime you want. Uh, and if anybody wants to sort of learn more about this, I have a free newsletter uh, they can email me at jason at freedomfromselfsabotage.com. And I, I do have a very inexpensive program coming up that will just bring duct tape. If you participate, you'll have to duct tape your jaw back into your skull because I'll show right. you everything that's going on in a very short amount of time. I would love for people who are listening to this episode to drop me a quick uh, DM and with follow-up questions and please scroll Jason's Instagram because you cover all the best, awesome rabbit hole topics that you could ever want. Just stuff I, my mind is blown every day when I'm following you. So I'd love to, I'd love to dive a little deeper now that people get the background of you and and we're sort of all caught up to like, okay, this is how they're doing it. I'd love to jump into the whys and where or, they're leading us all to. Or just you know we could go to the solutions. I just tell people one quick solution. Just try and get healthy because if you remove the poisons, you're less likely to be mind controlled for the reasons I've already explained in the talk. Mm -hmm. Amazing. This has been awesome, dude. Thank you so much. Great. Kid, thanks very awesome. much. Thanks for having awesome. me.